0: Shootin' me in bed like Ricky, but I sleep. Spit like seven bands on a tricolor pit. All my signs read like a stock a no pit. Mother purple nigga, hot like mars wall. Ain't no foreign else a day I
1: would. Ben, you, do you remember the last time the Cowboys were shut out?
0: I know the year. I was and- 14. I, yeah Yeah
1: We were shut out twice that year
0: Yeah I was still a good boy Who had never had a sip of alcohol Or even seen a marijuana cigarette goat A jazz cigarette? (laughs) Some devil's lettuce I'd never
1: even seen this stuff And And now? now, You're a degenerate podcast host Just barely scraping by God God such different times back in the day, dude. Back in the day, America was in a did, better place. We had just invaded Iraq, Bush was president. Uh, good old George W. Good times when a Texan's in office, things just tend to look a little brighter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know
0: what you're saying, man. Um, but yeah, man, at, it's game. And in 2003, go, we were only like eight years removed from. Super Bowl. It's super. We
1: went to the playoffs. So you were like ten and six or something. Less sure. away from the past. Uh, we were like ten and six, right? We went to the playoffs. When that year, two thousand three.
0: Uh, I didn't look up our record, but was that was that Parcells' first year? I want to say it was Parcells' like first or second year. Because I think we went six and ten, then ten and six, ten and six or something like that. We
1: went ten and six. We got second in the NFC East. We lost in the wild card round, twenty nine to ten to the Panthers. Dude, here's an um, interesting list. Here are the here are the. Wait, let me uh, guess who was on our team on that oh, three. Just, just guess. All right, we had three All Pros. Who were they? Uh, Roy Williams. Roy Williams, first team All Pro. Uh, was Larry Allen still around? Nope. Okay. He was no, a pro bowler. Sense. Well, he was he was on the team, but he wasn't an all pro, so he's a pro bowler. Okay. Three all pros. Who
0: was nowhere wasn't there yet? Witten was still too young.
1: Yeah, Witten doesn't get there to 06. Yeah.
0: Golly, I, I don't know. Doubt,
1: if you if you guessed these, I would like bow down to you as a Dallas a, Cowboy fan. Well, I, I got Roy Williams. I feel oh, good. That's about a huge that. one. That's a huge one. So both these other the other two guys are both the second team. Um Leroy Glover. Okay, and, I remember the name and Dat Win. <laughs> oh, Dat, Dat Wynn. And then our other all pro, our all our uh, pro bowlers were uh, Leroy Glover, Roy Williams, Larry Allen, Flozell Adams, and Dexter Coakley.
0: Wow, Dex! Yeah, man, that defense wasn't bad back then. There this is their
1: draft class that year. But don't even look up who was QB and running back. This was their draft class that year. Okay. First first round, fifth overall pick, Terrence Newman. Yeah, a reach, but good player. Second round, Al Johnson, a center from Wisconsin. Obviously a huge bust. No idea who that is. No idea who that is. Uh, third round, pick 69, one Jason Witten. Stud. Fourth round, Brady James. He's good for a couple and years. For fourth round pick, it's not too bad. Uh, BJ Tucker in the sixth round, who did not make the roster. Uh, Zuriel Smith from Hampton College in the sixth round. He made the roster, but I don't know who that is. So there you go. Uh, undrafted free agents that year. One notable one: uh, Antonio Romo out of Eastern Illinois. I was gonna say him and Witt were the same class. Yeah, it's a weird well, year, man. They got blanked twice. They got beat sixteen to no- to nothing by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were five and one and got s- beat sixteen and zero. And then they were seven and two after winning two more games and they played the New England Patriots and lost twelve to nothing.
0: Yeah. Well, that was a very weird team back then, man. And uh, I can't go. believe we haven't been goose egg since then. But that just means Romo was never goose egged. <laughs> Dak's been goose egged. One up on you. Speaking That's of you Pro Bowlers, be Ben, they just there. announced
1: the uh Pro Bowl teams for this year. Uh five members of the Dallas Cowboys were included in their Pro Bowl rosters this year. Can you guess all five of them?
0: Let's see. Tank Lawrence. Tank Lawrence. Uh, Zach Martin. Zach
1: Martin. For sure. Those are the two easy ones. Did they give it to Tyrone? They did give it to Tyrone Smith. Okay, He is one of two left tackles in the NFL who has not given up a sack. So despite his like penalty issues he does lead the league in holding calls but that's okay i which i take issue with but <laughs> i know you do but i'm uh, just he's saying. doing exactly what he's done for 10 years it's just now it's holding apparently
0: dude real quick on him before i guess the other two did you hear them mention that uh you know that big brace he's wearing on his arm yeah the le- it's like a knee brace right Yeah, <laughs> it's a knee brace for his arm because his he's fucking so arms are so gigantic he's awesome Right, but uh, okay, so I got those three. We yeah, got one more th- on
1: offense and one more on defense. Is Jalen Smith a pro bowler? No. Is LVE? No no linebackers because the two linebackers from the NFC were Luke Kuechly and Bobby Wagner. So. Oh, yeah, that's pretty tough. Oh, Zeke on offense. Zeke on offense.
0: And I guess the last one, man, it has to be,
1: was it Crawford? Was making, it Byron? His, making his first appearance in the Pro Bowl, Byron Jones. Okay. Uh you know, I I'm
0: okay with that. He's been pretty shut down. He doesn't take the ball away, but he takes the side of the field away.
1: So Yeah. The Cowboys had more uh Pro Bowlers than the Eagles, more than the Giants, and more than the team from Washington. Hell wow. yeah. So who Washington- made receiver? Since
0: Coop didn't, I know he got traded. I guess mid year, but
1: yeah, the wide receivers for the NFC are oh, Julio, early. of course. Yeah, it's Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, and Devonte Adams. I can't really take beef with any of those four. Yeah, that's how. Like, like I was at first. I was like, oh, big snub at linebacker, inside linebacker. But then I was like, well, Luke Keekley and Bobby Wagner, pretty good.
0: Yeah, Bobby Wagner's pretty much leading a defense of
1: nobodies up there in Seattle. Yeah. But uh
0: oh, by all the those way, good the things
1: starting the starting free safety for the AFC is Derwin James. <laughs> I saw him make a great play this Dude, he's uh, this a beast. Like I love LVE. I'm glad we have him. But Minko went wrong about Derwin James. We're not wrong about Derwin James. He's
0: a monster. So speaking of GOAT and me, we are your co hosts. Oh, boys will be boys. This is if boys will be boys. You're listening. This is boys will be boys. Your man from Dallas, your favorite Benjamin Walker. And over there, the man always traveling, but I believe is in Austin right Holding now. Holding down
1: in the ATX at the moment.
0: Is Anthony the goat, Gotelly.
1: <laughs> Welcome, sir. Thank you.
0: Um, Let's
1: get it started with some, some fun stuff because this game, not going to be fun to go over, Ben
0: yeah it wasn't much of a game, and it quickly got out of hand and was pretty unwatchable, really through the entirety. This was a weird week in football. Um, yeah just in general, when you look around at the scores. So we're not alone in that, but um, you know, we both predicted wins. I think we will get to the game. Of course, we will me and goat will do our assessment and we will preview next week's game. And the playoff implications that are on hand. Um,
1: but yeah, man, where did you uh, where did you catch this thing? Watched it at uh Shady McCoy's house. Uh okay. we had watched the Saints game together there, so I was like, all right, I'll keep it rolling with the good luck. Went over there. Um man, it was a it was kind of one of the it was a lot like the Denver game last year where you're just in shock the whole time. You're just like, you're not even really upset because you're just like we are so bad right now. Um, I think I can say with pretty much perfect confidence that this is probably the worst game I saw. I've seen all year from pretty much everyone on the team. Um, no one really stood out as being like better than normal or having a good game at all. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a rough, it was a, it was rough sledding, honestly. Um, So, uh, yeah, can't say that it was a a very enjoyable experience. Um, The Cowboys did lose 23-0 to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Like we said, first shutout since 2003. Not great. You know,
0: you mentioned that Denver game. Denver was really upsetting. I didn't really get too upset at this one. I honestly... I put it in the same ballpark as I did Jacksonville early in the year when everyone freaked out. Sometimes games just get – I mean, we can analyze it. We can go back and forth on what we think it means, but sometimes the team just doesn't show up. And, you know, you can take everything you want from it, but at the end of the day, this was just an egg, and it should have been more predictable
1: yeah i mean the same problems that we saw during the five game winning streak cropped up here inability to finish in the red zone um and then on top you could couple that with some things we haven't seen poor tackling inability for the linebackers to shed blocks um our defensive line is getting dominated zero ability to get pressure zero ability to you know create penetration to stop the run um you end up with a pretty sad game i mean Crazily enough, the worst game our defense has played all year. Probably they give up twenty three points. Not a beating. Not not a beating like that Denver game was, where they were just getting shredded from moment one. Um, But man, we're just really ineffective on the offensive side of the ball, whether it was penalties or just not being able to punch it in. I know it. It's
0: odd because I want to talk about the defense in my first breath and say that they had their worst game all year which they did. But when your offense gives you a goose egg, I mean, that's just kind of what day it was. Nobody played well. Um, we gave up our most rushing yards of the season. Only oh, the by s- a factor of like three, we were at yeah. 60 yards against on the ground. We gave up 180. It's only the third team, maybe fourth. I can't remember. That's rushed over hundred against us. And only the second 100 yard rusher, we made Marlon Mack look like a fucking pro bowl. Yeah. Um, and that just doesn't happen with this team very often. I mean, like you said, we only get twenty-three points, but I think they scored five of their first six drives. So it just wasn't pretty. And the offense, of course, could do nothing right. Um Jason was going for a lot of fourths. So I'll give him that. I mean, they should have been able to punch one in at the goal line. And then there was we- just
1: always something wrong. Like yeah. we have yeah. a terrible we have a terrible like mess up on the goal line. We have a penalty that takes away an interception. We have, you know, just like weird little things like that that just either just little ticky tacky shit that ends up costing you points and points and points. I mean, this game was not out of hand. It was 10 to zero at halftime. Um, if the Cowboys- Should have been 10, 10. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we can, we can kind of get into it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time. We can kind of fly through. If I really just wanted see, to touch but- on kind of the first drive. Uh, and then the first two drives of the Cowboys, I think, tell you all you need to know about this game. um, so the first drive, the Cowboys did get the ball to start this game. Um, and they moved the ball kind of effectively, I'm going to say, uh, on this first drive. Um, but one thing that you'll notice if you go back and you watch the even the highlights of this game where you watch the condensed games, you can see all these plays. Um, they're blasting Dak Prescott from minute one. Um, Zach Martin was not in on this game. Xavier Suofilo took an eye injury early in this game, so he was out. So we had backups and backups, backups in this game against a pretty stout Colts defensive line. Um, And it showed Uh, they were getting tons of pressure on Dak. He managed to kind of get some passes off at the beginning of the game, but as it went on, it got worse and worse. Um, And you just can't Zeke Elliott is just being, we're, I mean, we're leaning on him almost too much. He's just getting ridden in. Into- he was
0: really banged up this game, too. He came off limping like two or three times. I was yeah. yelling. The only thing I really yelled this entire game was, at the end, Jason keeping him in there. Yeah, I we always, should have benched him. I um, mean, he's just – I get it that it's maybe a, at that point, three-score game, but – I don't know. It, it's not one you need. I think you just go ahead and at least res If you I get agree. back out there, that's fine. But he was banged up. The O-line's banged up. I mean, you can't really make those excuses. Everyone in the NFL right now is banged up. That's just yep. how it is when you're playing this late in the season. You know, I've heard uh, Bob Stern bring this up, and I think it's an interesting point that I think is kind of inevitable. You know, when these – this next CBA comes about I think they're going to add a second bye week. If they go to 18 games, I think they'll have 18 game season with two buys and then the players would be yeah, happy. Yeah, I think you have to.
1: I think you got to. Um so the Cowboys do start with the ball here. First and 10, they rush Zeke for 5 yards. Uh then Dak gets a ball off to Dalton Schultz. Uh Schultz actually had a really good game. He was kind of one of the only guys that was looking better than average. Um First, so that brings up a first and 10 at the Dallas 37. Zeke rushes for four yards, and then Dak hits him with a sh- little short pass for 10. Uh, Zeke uh, hurdles a guy here, gets stuck pretty hard on the way down. Um, so they take him off the field. First and 10 at the Indiana- Indianapolis 49. We run uh, Rod Smith for three yards, and then Rod Smith for 10 yards. Um, so now we're on the 36, first and 10. Uh, Dak hits Cole Beasley for nine yards. Um, and then this was a a bad play here. Second and one Zeke up the middle, Leonard and hunt get tons of penetration. Zeke is crushed in the backfield. Doesn't even really get to secure the handoff. I'm glad he didn't fumble. Um, that brings up third and four and on third and four from the Indianapolis 30 Dak tries to hit, uh, Alan Hearns deep instead of just converting for the first down. Um, does not connect kind of a bad throw and not a great attempt at a catch either. Say I
0: was driving on that throw, but they made it seem like he probably could have
1: completed that with a good throw. I agree. Um, So fourth and four, we line up for a 48 yard field goal. Um, And I don't know if Maher just didn't get his foot underneath it. It was a really flat kick. I know it's got to go a long way at 48 yards, but he kicked this into this guy's uh, like his armpit. So, well, he's got the
0: leg. I mean, we know that. So I think it, I think you're right. I think it was a bad kick and, they got decent penetration. I don't even know if great, like you said. I think he's just a low kick.
1: Yeah. So they recover this ball. They initially acted like they didn't get touched down, and they ran it back for a touchdown. But then they <laughs> eventually reviewed that. Um, but that was kind That's of a side. Boy, of
0: to come. Leonard too.
1: Yeah, he's a beast. Um, the Colts would then get the ball. They would march right down the field. Marlon Mack pretty much just like pounding the rock, uh, and they would score a touchdown on a uh one yard run from Marlon Mack on third and goal. Um, so then I think the Cowboys, this was like the drive that kind of sealed the game right here. Told you everything you needed to know. The Cowboys get the ball back. It's still the first quarter. Um, they get the ball at the 25. They run an end around uh, with like a reverse with Cooper who gets 11 yards. It was a cool play. I liked it. Um, that brought up first and 10 at the Dallas 36. Dak hit Schultz for eight yards then Zeke goes up the middle for six, and then on first and 10 at the 50, Dak just takes one of these classic Dak sacks that's like hold the ball, hold the ball, hold the ball, hold the ball. He has a clean pocket for like three, four, five seconds, and then just gets taken down. Just throw it, throw it away. I don't understand. Yeah, he's
0: he's holding the ball too long, and I, even if you're making the argument that the O-line struggled, which they have. He didn't even try and get out. Um, yeah. That was really weird. And now Dallas has given up the most sacks in the NFL, man.
1: Yeah, and I, some of that's on the line for sure, but some of it's on Dak, man. I don't, cannot remember a time where Dak just threw the ball away. I literally can't remember once. <laughs> no,
0: he does not um, throw the ball away,
1: ever. So second and 16, um, luckily we do have a Elliott. He goes for 24 yards on this play. This gets us down to the 32, first and 10. Uh, Dak gets an incompletion of Schultz. Uh, they hand it to Zeke on second down. He gets seven yards and then hand it to Zeke on third, on third down. He gets three yards. So now we're first and 10 on the 22, uh, handoff to Zeke for one. Um, then Dak tries to hit Cole Beasley, dude, this play where Dak like tries to hit Cole Beasley it gets deflected by a defender and hits Cole in the helmet because he's not looking like Cole being oh, yeah. on the play. It was just – and this was just all day, just little things like this. Um, so third and nine at the Indianapolis 21. Um, Dak dumps it off to Zeke who gets nine yards. First to ten at the 12. Uh, Dak hits Zeke again for four yards. Then Zeke rushes. So second and six at the eight. Second and six at the eight-yard line. Zeke for five yards. So he's getting five yards that close to the end zone. But don't worry. We would now, on third and one of the three, <laughs> decide that this is the time for a hilariously cute trick play. To be fair, it worked. Well, okay, but Dak made the wrong pass. Like,
0: I didn't see the all 22, but you told you either, me that someone you else either, was open.
1: You either need to hit, throw a real pass to Ola Wally that hits him in the numbers, or... <laughs> I it wasn't a perfect pass
0: but you got to if you're a professional athlete you got to corral that one I
1: know but man like
0: also like, and then also beyond that beyond that,
1: that literally like 10 feet in front of Dak is Dalton Schultz or Blake Jarwin I can never tell them apart standing in the end zone <laughs> wide open wide open and Dak just doesn't even see him and so that brings up fourth down we elect to go for it but at this point you could have done this twice, but instead you're doing for it on fourth and one. Zeke Boy, 12. they blow this
0: up immediately. He gets Zeke got hit. Zeke didn't even sniff the line of scrimmage, let alone the first down mark. He didn't have a
1: chance. So da- Dallas gets stopped, and that would kind of be the game.
0: Um Yeah, it really would. I mean, your fullback makes that catch, or like you said, may Dak hits the whatever tight end you want to throw in out there. Um it really could have been. I mean, hell you could have been up. This could have been 10, seven at this point. If you don't get a field goal block too. I mean,
1: half, they went into halftime, 10, zero, um, the core now also,
0: their- you know, I, I'm sorry to interrupt again. We've given up the most sacks. Now you compound that with the fact that I believe, I don't know. It was 30th or 31st in red zone efficiency. Now yeah, you're 31st 30. Yeah. So there's, you're better than one of those trash teams out there. I mean, those are really alarming stats when you talk about a playoff run. Um, Those are, you know, you might get away with that against teams like the Colt. I mean, obviously you did it, but you know what I mean? You might get away with some other teams, but in two weeks, if you're doing that against Seattle, man, I don't, good luck. Or the no, Saints it- after that, or the Rams after that, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't stall in the red zone against good offenses with good quarterbacks like Andrew Luck and, Drew Brees and whoever you want to try. And
1: this was a game where, I mean, Dak threw 40 times. He had a, he, we really didn't get the ball to Cooper like almost at all. He had as many targets as Blake Jarwin and Cole Beasley and fewer targets than Elliott. Uh, The scouts I follow via Twitter said
0: that uh, if you watch the all 22s, it wasn't like Cooper wasn't open.
1: Yeah. A third of Dak, Dak had 24 completions nine of his passes, nine of his completions were behind the line of scrimmage. So not, dude, I mean, I know every time I bring up anything negative about Dak, I see it all over the internet. Just like there are people that just are convinced that Dak has never done anything wrong and that it's everyone but Dak. His receivers suck and the line sucks and the coaches suck. And I'm not saying none of those people are to blame, but Dak Prescott is a bad quarterback. It's so weird because I feel like me and you are on the flip side
0: of this argument that exactly happened with the same fan base regarding Tony Romo.
1: Yeah. And, Dude, I had a guy in my office come up to you. But we were on the
0: other side where we always thought, well, if you really look, Romo played well. And people are like, no, Romo can't get it done. He's a choker. And people like that because he supposedly gets it done. Although, yeah, I mean, he has more wins than whatever you want to say. He, he does we, – we even said last pod he finds ways to – get wins but man he's just it's not pretty watching him
1: dude ever. i had a guy come up to me yesterday in my office and i was wearing my cowboy shirt because win or lose you know i'm out here repping so this guy was like man you know like what happened with that game and he's a cowboys fan i was like oh you know blah blah and i was like man Dak just it was ugly dude and he's like yeah it's really weird because he looks so good as a rookie he doesn't look very good now i'm like i know what you mean and then he goes but dude i mean it could be way worse like we could still have romo dude yeah, <laughs> as if I was like, gonna, as if I was gonna be like, yeah, dude, man, I would really hate to have 2014 Tony Romo with this fucking team that we have right now. That certainly wouldn't be lethal as shit. It's really,
0: I don't want to say odd. I'm looking for a word. It's really gotten to the point now where after every single game, it. Scott, i don't remember this early in the Romo era. Even later, but especially in his his first four or five seasons, and I think Dak's going to be there too. And you know, and you're going to have to go into this big diatribe, and people coming out with different stats of why he's good, people coming out with stats why he's bad, and we're going to have to go through this every week. I mean, because that's just who he is. At the end of the day, he's see. I just feel like an average quarterback
1: because, like, don't get me wrong. I know Tony had his moments of being unclutch or whatever. But there were definitely games who were like, yeah, Tony Romo won this ball game, like by himself. In the last two years, are there any games where you're like, wow, Dak really put the team on his back and won that game? Mm. I don't think so. The it's games that Dak because- plays, quote-unquote, really well are games where Zeke Elliott is gashing people and Dak throws 20-yard pa- maximum, 20-yard passes that Amari Cooper takes for 100 because he's really good after the catch. Like... Dak Prescott is not making passes that wow you. He's not. I mean, dude, it's. I think that's.
0: It's hard to say that he 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 won them in those fashions. I would I would say if you go back, he probably I mean, he's had a number of spectacular games, but it just never looks pretty. And that's the problem. And like you said, it's usually results of Zeke going off, things like that. But, uh, you know, that's just who Dak is. He doesn't on a good day. He doesn't turn the ball over. And he feeds those weapons that the few that we have around us, and he uses his legs if he tons Man, like,
1: It's it's bad enough now where I'm like starting to wonder if if Scott Linehan is even that bad. Like that that goal line play, that's a good scheme. He got two guys wide open with that scheme, and Dak couldn't see one easy pass and couldn't make the other easy pass. Like. That's concerning. His footwork is fucking atrocious. He cannot. Yeah, it's also favored, like,
0: What was the stat like 12 and 14 is a play caller in Washington. I mean, you can call the plays you won. If the quarterback doesn't execute, what does it matter?
1: <sighs> I just don't know what to do, man. Like, and you know, I, I do think that the team will come back. I think that the defense is not going to have two games like that in a row. I think they'll probably beat the Buccaneers this weekend because the Buccaneers are really bad. Um, But, you know, I think they'll probably win like 20 to 17 or something when we should, you know, even during that win streak, we had games where we should have absolutely blasted the other team off the field. I mean, the Thanksgiving game against the Redskins, that last Eagles game. I mean, we could have beat the Saints handily. There were opportunities. And Dak
0: just is not capable of putting up more than about 28 points in a game. Yeah,
1: no, no way. I mean, dude, the guy had 455 passing yards and 50 attempts and put up 29 points.
0: Yeah, we're. I mean, we're only
1: averaging 19 a game now. So super sad, dude. Like, like I said, you give Tony Romo in 2014 this exact same cast, <laughs> and I'm de- I'm dead ass. I think that he would be like 14. Oh, bro, I get it. I've
0: I've been on the Romo bandwagon since the day he. Was announced a starter, so I hear you, man. I I would love to see what Tony did with these
1: teams. Um, I mean,
0: yeah, there's I just, other, other pieces I, I, on this team that know, just didn't. He's not
1: coming back. No, I thing. know, I know. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. But and I mean, yeah, like we just had like other people that didn't show up. I mean, you look at the stat sheet. Van Der Esch still had a eight tackle game. Jalen Smith had an eleven solo tackle game. Um, but they got washed out of a lot of running plays. They were getting eaten up by blockers at the second level. They were making tackles after like 10 yards instead of, you know, at the line of scrimmage, we got zero pressure on Andrew luck. I mean, zero fucking pressure. Um, you know, to the point where like Jerry's having to make weird excuses. They asked Jerry yesterday, like, Hey, like, you know, what's up with the pass rush? We didn't get any pressure on luck which I think has a lot to do with the fact that the Colts offensive line is just really fucking good. Like they had a five game stretch where they allowed no sacks earlier this year. Yep. And Jerry was like, yeah, we might need to bring taco back out there. And I'm just like, dude, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't hate taco or anything, but like that dude has one fucking sack all year and has been a healthy scratch for two weeks. Cause he's a bum. So like, that's just what Jerry
0: does, man. He gets on that he gets a lit podium and he basically coaches Jason from afar. And that's why people hate Jerry or love, you know, he's a meddler.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's concerning. I mean, I, I've pretty much made peace with the loss. Um, Like you said, I think it's like more of an outlier than a, you know, Oh, the code's been cracked. The Cowboys suck now. And I think that they're going to get into the playoffs, you know, this Sunday. Um, But I am concerned about their ability to do anything in the playoffs because of, you know, the shadowy nexus between play calling, quarterback play, and offensive execution. Um, so it's it's a concerning. It was concerning to watch. Getting goose egged is not not. Good. I know. I know. Let's uh, let's just fat. Uh, I us say we just skip the rest of it. I mean, basically
0: yeah. after that stop, the Colts go down before the half, get a field goal, then they get the ball in the second half, score a touchdown, they're up seventeen nothing, and that's all she wrote. That's we didn't wrote. really even threaten. At the defense point.
1: showed a little bit of life at the very end. They forced a fumble. Um, but then Dak turned around and threw an interception right after that. So, really nothing to write home about. Um, um I do want to say one thing, you know, I was getting a lot of texts and
0: a lot of panic from people, and I just want to say everyone with me who's listening, I want you just one thing, just breathe in. Breathe out. It will be okay. These games happen. As I said, we did this to Jacksonville early in the year. The Raiders did this to Pittsburgh. Buffalo Bills did this to the Vikings. And these are good
1: teams. Sometimes you just lose a game. Um, yeah, I mean, the Colts got goose-egged by Jacksonville Jaguars literally yeah. two weeks ago in total aberration. And so, then they went out
0: and they beat the Texans, who've only lost one game in the last two and a half months, and us, who've lost one game in the last five, you know, or had won five straight. So that's just the NFL for you. I mean, sometimes professionals come out and they just, you can tell the game's gotten away from you quickly and you lose to a team you shouldn't have. And to be fair, this was a road game at noon. The Colts needed this win a hell of a lot more than you did. And one thing that we kind of missed and didn't talk about was their Offensive court, uh, or their head coach, was Philly's O coordinator last year. So he knows Dallas pretty damn well. And, and their Eberflus. D coordinator is Matt Eberflus, who was like a seven-year linebacker coach in Dallas. Yeah. So he knows Dallas really well. And the entering that game, I read some stat, Andy, the Colts had blitzed the least amount in the NFL. And I think they blitzed on – 60 something percent of plays or 70 percent i can't remember something ridiculous they basically threw that out and had a specific
1: game plan for dallas and you know iberfuss just knew it so i could definitely see dallas like they're going in confident they're rolling they feel like they can probably beat this team you've just come off three huge wins against new orleans there's there's going to be some kind of letdown and on top of that you know, you you think you're gonna go out there and see something that you're accustomed to, you're familiar with. You're like, hey, we know this defense. We practice against this defense every day in practice. Iberflus runs a very similar system to what Marinelli does. And then you get out there; it's totally different. It's you kind of get punched in the mouth immediately. You get taken off balance. Um, my hope, Ben, is that this is mm-hmm. a, a wake up call. The Titans' game really seemed to wake this team up. They fought really hard in Philly the next week, and that started five-game win streak. Um, the attitude I'm seeing from the players when they talk to the media about this game seems correct. Um, they seem hyper-focused. They seem really pissed. Um, I expect them to come out and play a really good game, um, but we really don't know until they take the field on Sunday. It is another noon game. Um, they will be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, who have, I think, the worst defense in the NFL.
0: They did at one point. I don't know if they still
1: do, but it's bad. Um, so that'll be, it'll be interesting to see what, what, if anything, the, uh, you know, a struggling Cowboys offense can do, uh, against, you know, one of the bottom tier defenses.
0: It's definitely a game to get right. Yeah. It's definitely a game to get your mind right. Now, the flip coin is they can score on anybody and have scored on just about anybody.
1: Yeah. They are the 27th-ranked rushing defense. They give up 128 yards a game. And they are the 27th-ranked passing defense. They give up 258 yards a game. And scoring-wise, they're 30th. They give up 28.8 points a game. So... All right. This is a team that you should be able to move the ball on, um, you know. If I'm if I have a wish list, you know, I'll say this: last year on Christmas Eve, thank God they're not playing on Christmas Eve this year because last year the Cowboys literally ruined Christmas for me. <laughs> um, that Seattle game, which I watched and then went to church right afterwards, I was just like in church, just being like, I hate everything. That was the uh, famous I like that was that day the first and goal from like the two, and Scott calls three straight pass plays and doesn't even run Zeke once and we lose the game. You're just like, I hate everything. We miss a
0: field goal or something too. Yeah,
1: the whole the whole game was a Dan good Bailey game. missed like like yeah, that was the beginning of the Dan Bailey woes. It was, it was horrible. Um this year they're playing the day before Christmas Eve. They're playing on the 23rd. Um my hope, if I have a wish list for this, it's that one, you know, I want to see them finish some plays in the red zone. I want to see them get the ball first and goal at the seven and score a touchdown. You know, I want to see a high percentage of execution within the red zone. Um, and I want to see the defense get back to what they do best. I want to see them shut down a good offense. I want to see Byron, you know, eliminate Mike Evans. And I want to see pass rush, get to Jameis Winston. Um Yeah.
0: Tampa certainly will turn the ball over. Um, I think at one point early in the year, the two leading interception throwers were Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: Yeah, they had, they both had like (laughs) 11 or something like four games in or something crazy.
0: Right. So this team will turn the ball over a lot. Let's see if we can take advantage of that. Um, They do have a good offensive personnel. Um, I don't know if Deshaun Jackson's still out, but Mike Evans is a stud. Um, you know, I think their other receivers, Adam Humphries, is kind of a Cole Beasley esque guy. Cameron Brate's a meh tight end. Humphries
1: killed us that one, like I guess two years ago. Like Dak had to kind of bring us ago. back against him, but he had like two touchdowns in this third quarter or something like that. Chris Godwin's kind of what they think or what we
0: think of Michael Gallup. You know, they got high hopes for him. He's kind of a yep. athlete, but he's not a he's not there yet. So. On paper, we look like the better team,
1: Go. Do you want to give a prediction for this one? That's tough, man. You know, my my heart, want, my the fan in me wants it to be like, the Cowboys bounce back, they crush this team, everyone's put on notice that the Colts game was an outlier and they run away with this one. But I just don't know if this team's capable of running away with anything. So if it all goes according to plan, I think Dallas can win this game like 21-17. Maybe twenty to seventeen, um, couple field goals, couple TDs. Um, you know, hopefully the defense locks them down. So I'm going to go twenty to seventeen. How about you?
0: I can't imagine that they blow this game. Well,
1: I can, but I just yeah. I'll let's like- be straight up. If they lose this game, there's a chance they don't make the playoffs. Like I could see them losing out, and the Eagles yeah, well, doing it. And
0: well, yeah. Let me finish my prediction, then we'll get into playoff odds so people. Who aren't aware can know where we sit current day, but yeah, I I think they come away with the win. I'm in the same mindset as you. I don't think it'll be as pretty as it can be. I honestly think what happens is they we get and lead in the first half, in a lead that should feel like seventeen zero, and we kind of mess around and let them come back, but ultimately hold on. So I'm going to go twenty seventeen as well. Um, But I think you'll see a good day from Zeke. The O-line is in shambles, but I think Martin comes back. I know Tyrone's playing banged up. And you really want to hope to get this win. I'm going to go ahead and transition this GOAT into playoff talk because if you do get this win, then you seal up the division. And at that point, you can kind of rest some guys in Week 17 if need be. Hell, you might win the playoffs. You might make it if you lose out. Just because Philly and Washington would have to win out.
1: What really kind of sucks is that there's a chance this team makes the playoffs, which that's really the deciding factor on like coaching changes and everything. Like if this team makes the playoffs, Jason's probably safe. There nothing will really change. But they could make the playoffs with the exact same record they had last year. This team went nine and seven and missed the playoffs, and everything was a disaster. They could make the playoffs at nine and seven, get stomped in the first round, which is effectively the same thing. Well,
0: they will make it if they go nine and seven. So um I believe, yeah, so right now Philly is seven and seven. They somehow beat the fucking Rams on Sunday night, which sucks. And they're Washington. They're still- Philly?
1: Yeah. Let's see. They're Philadelphia
0: Houston. schedule. Yeah, they still have some tough games, honestly. I think they have yeah, they have the Texans this weekend at noon, and then they have a division game against the Redskins. And that's why either the Eagles or Redskins have to take a loss because they play week 17.
1: Okay, um,
0: so that's good for us. And the fact that one of them has to take an L it's no matter what. So if either of them lose this weekend then that team that loses is eliminated. Um, as for us, that's why pretty much a win seals the division and, even if we lose out and go eight and eight, I think we still win the division at eight and eight. If it's pathetic, if Philly or Washington is eight and eight as well. So I'm not totally sure on that, but I know the odds have us at like 94% right now, Cowboys fans.
1: Oh man. And you know, there's just, it's just so easy to see this team, you know, if this team's 3% better on offense, they probably win the Washington the first Washington game, they probably win the Texans game. You're Texans still, is still the one I look back that they shouldn't have lost. You're you're sitting there at you're sitting there right now at 10 and 4 going into your last two games. I mean, it's a totally different season. Um so yeah, is this game on Sunday, I'm going to use this this Sunday matchup against the Buccaneers as my barometer for how much I should hope for any kind of chance in the playoffs um if they look dominant if they prove me wrong and they come out and they ball um then i will probably stupidly let myself believe that they have a chance to play someone mm-hmm. in the playoffs and make some noise if they squeak by or they lose this game then man i'm just going to mentally begin preparing for the letdown of either missing the playoffs somehow like the giants beat us week 17 on a 500-yard game by Saquon Barkley, and everyone's like, oh, Saquon's so much better than Zeke ever was ever, and we lose. <laughs> or we'll go to the playoffs and just get smacked around by Seattle, who just has our number forever. And then, like, the last play of the game, we could win the game, and but our placeholders hurt, so Dak has to go out there and hold <laughs> the ball, and then he messes up the snap, and then he tries to run it, but then he fucking gets tackled, and everyone's just like, oh, Dak's <laughs> feeling clutch
0: that's my least favorite moment of the romo's not clutch argument he dropped that snap in philly they literally changed the goddamn rule after that yeah football
1: Peyton manning and tom brady had written letters to the league protesting the use of kicker balls that year because they were slippery and terrible and then on top of that tony romo almost makes it to the end zone he's almost a super goddamn hero People are haters. People are haters. Uh, so yeah, Ben, this is going to be a very interesting game. I'm looking forward to it. I'm driving home to Dallas that day with the misses coming home for Christmas to hang out with the goat fam.
0: Okay. So, I will be – I don't know where I'll be. Uh, my girl will be visiting her fam and I don't know what my fan will be doing, so I'll probably hit the boys up, see if anybody wants to watch this thing. Yeah. But um, uh, the way I saw it, man, was uh, – oh, sorry. I was going to say this. So I officially looked it up. We do clinch the NFC East with a win or with a Redskins and Philly loss. So just so. like
1: last week. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, man. Well, yeah, that sounds great. Um, You know, we're driving up Sunday morning, so maybe we'll holler at you. We can all catch the game together. Okay, I would like that, sir. That'd be dope. Any uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
0: No, just uh, the boys of the Boys Will Be Boys podcast would love to
1: wish you all a Merry Christmas and uh, happy, happy Holidays. Kwanzaa and Happy Kwanzaa and whatever holiday you worship and or celebrate, just take this time of year to just gather with the people that you love and – Celebrate having them in your life because the world's crazy, whether it's politics or football, we're kind of always presented with opportunities to be divided. And this is the time of year where, for either materialistic reasons or religious reasons, we kind of all get together and forget our differences and come together as families and as a people. So it's a it's a wholesome time of year. And we at Boys uh-huh. with Boys, we want to celebrate that. So we love all well of you. Played. Well played. Happy holidays to our fans. Um, uh, gather around with your family enjoy your time get your
0: phones out go to the boys will be boys app rate them five stars Give them you some go hey help. that'd be a great
1: present for your favorite host um tuesday is christmas so i'm assuming we won't do an episode on christmas let's we try to not get it popping like wednesday you. or thursday you know like something like that um, yeah. Wednesday, probably. Yeah. We'll get it popping. And then we'll uh, hopefully we'll be celebrating the boys entrance into the playoffs. So um, like Ben said, have a great holiday and please feel free to rate review, subscribe uh, to the podcast in iTunes or uh, on SoundCloud. Leave us a comment. We love hearing from the fans. Uh, shoot us a question at, on our Twitter account at BWBB with underscores under all those letters. Uh, and yeah, it's been a good one. A, a devastating loss, but there's still hope for the future. This is Christmas. Everything's looking up. Um, as always, this has been Andy Catelli. Benjamin Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Happy holidays, everyone. Take it easy. Peace. like
0: seven bands on a tricolor pit. All my signs read like a stop, nigga, no pit, Mother purple, nigga, I like fucking Marshall's <gasps> wall It a foreign yesterday, I would just walk and-